0: Welcome to True Story, the public relations podcast, a space where we get a peek behind the scenes of brands and businesses that have a real story to tell. Because in today's world, we are done with perfect and fake. We want to support brands that aren't afraid to show their true colors. I'm your host, Whitney Lee, the founder of True Story PR, an agency focused on helping businesses show up authentically through their social media, PR, and more. We pride ourselves on always keeping it real. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. Hope you're having a great week. If you're tuning into this episode, you probably have some sort of interest about B2B businesses. And if you just stumbled across this episode, that's what we're talking about today is B2B businesses. So for anybody out there that's listening, and maybe you don't know that acronym or whatever, The marketing term B2B means business to business. So you are not, there's B2B and there's B2C. B2C is business to consumer, right? So you are trying to sell your product or service directly to people. If you're a B2B business, that means you are trying to sell your service or product or whatever um, to another business. So for example, my agency, we are a B2B business, right? Because other businesses hire us. Work for them, so I'm not trying to sell anything to the general public. I'm trying to find businesses that need our help. Um, so this actually popped up because we've got a client coming up, which I'll tell you guys about a little bit. But um, I love just building these episodes off what's happening in the agency and and the questions I'm getting. So if you ever have any, I'm all ears. Um, I like to hear what you guys want to um, talk about on the pod. So. Um, Today, we're going to talk about do business to business businesses, (laughs) it's a lot of business. Do they need social media and PR? A lot of people say no, and that's because they're not trying to sell anything to the general public, right? They're trying to target other businesses. So they're kind of like, why would I ever invest money in social media or PR when really all I'm trying to do is get to these certain businesses? And I can kind of see where people may think that because a lot of social media is so consumer-driven. I mean, you guys probably see it. You're getting sold stuff 24-7. And if you're like me, you're buying everything that they're targeting you with on Instagram because their targeting is on point. Whoever's watching me, holy cow, you know what I like, and you're giving it to me. I'm not mad at it, honestly. So I buy stuff on Instagram all the freaking time. Um, Anyway, (laughs) so... um, a lot of people say B2B businesses don't need to, um, have PR or social media. So let's talk about that. Um, so I I would definitely say, um, you know, you have to remember first and foremost, this is why I want to correct their way of thinking when they say that the goal of PR and social media is not sales. It is not why those platforms exist. We have so many clients and I've worked with so many people that like every month when we send them a report, they want to know how many dollars they made from every single post. Okay, sorry, it does not work that way. It does not work that way. But I'll tell you what, if you cut off your visibility and you go hide in a closet, your business will die. So no, I cannot, you know, I can't tell you every single time, like we posted this one post and you made $2,628 from it. Nope. Doesn't work that way. Sorry. And it's never going to. Um, But the goal of social NPR is not sales. So the goal is visibility right staying out there the goal is brand recognition um ensuring you're top of mind in your category maybe it's ensuring that you're positioned as the expert or the top resource just depending on like what type of business you have so um like i mentioned we're getting ready to take on a new client on august 1st uh and it's an international product company and they are fully b2b so Um, they sell a lot in the craft space. So they sell their products to, you know, like your, um, home good. Well, yeah, some home goods. Um, but more to like Michael's and, and Joanne and, um, you know, some of these like craft Hobby Lobby, people like that. So they're selling their stuff B2B only. Um, and so when we were talking with the owner about it, you know, it's kind of like helping, craft their expectations of like, why should we do this? Why will it be good for your brand? Um, <clears throat> so here's what I ultimately told the client was buyers, all these buyers for Hobby Lobby, Michaels, whatever, they want to give people what they want, right? They want their store to have the coolest, newest, newest, you know, the most popular items that they, they want to drive traffic into the store, right? They want to give people what they want. So if your brand is blowing up all in the media or all on social media and people are talking about you and whatnot, the buyers are paying attention to that. The buyers will see that and they'll actually come after you, Okay, so it's actually helping your whole sales process by building up your brand where other customers. I mean, the end game would be for people to start going into these stores and being like, hey, do you sell this type of, I don't know, paint pen? And and if they get that question enough in the store of do we sell, you know, whatever paint pens, do we sell whatever paint pens? they're going to go to their boss and say like oh my god like we we had 50 people today ask us about these paint pens and you know they're going to seek that out and find you so like i mean that would be awesome if it actually happened that way you know consumers aren't always um they don't think the way we do always so the brands will come after you okay so that's one reason why is like You know, the the buyers are still humans too. And they're watching the market out there. They're watching hashtags. They're watching uh, industry publications. They're watching things to see what people are using and and wanting. And again, this is so specific for the products I'm mentioning, like with this client, like the craft products. Um, But that's true for any type of buyer. If your company is out there blowing up on social media, whatever industry you're in, if your company is blowing up on social media and everyone's talking about you and, and using your products or whatever, um, the buyers are going to see that. So, and then number two, um, so that, that's a good reason, you know, I told her about, um, social media. And again, like on her social platforms are, we're not going to be doing call to actions, like go buy this marker now at, Hobby Lobby or whatever, like that's not what we're doing on her social media. We're going to show people using her products and we're going to hashtag the heck out of them. Hopefully get to more people like in those niche industries. The crafting space is huge. Um, and then they had driving interest through that, through hashtagging visibility. But ultimately what I want is when those buyers hear about their product, they will Obviously, they're going to go check them out on social media and they're going to see their profile is dynamic. It's professional. It's updated regularly. It's active. It's um, vibrant and colorful. And it it feels like their brand. So we want them to have a solid presence uh, so that when they come to their social, when the buyers come to their social media page, they're like, dang, okay, these people are legit. Look how cool. Somebody use those paint pens to do this or blah, blah, blah. You know, so that is a good reason for social. OK, so for PR, one of the biggest things I told her um, was, you know, uh, bragging rights. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it. Bragging rights. So when your, you know, sales team calls up one of these buyers to say, hey, do you want to buy our paint pens? OK, I don't even know if they sell paint pens right now, but still just follow me on the example. Um, We're sticking with paint pens, you know, Hey, do you want to buy our paint pens? They were featured in Martha Stewart living. They were on the today show. They were on good morning America. The moment you start pulling those cards, people are immediately like, dang. Okay. Like, wow. They were on the today show. How cool is that? Or they were on Buzzfeed or they were whatever, like, That just goes to show that like you're legitimate, you're, you're interesting, you're, you're hip, you exist in the world today. You're not hiding under a rock somewhere. So I think, you know, the people who say B2B businesses don't need social and PR, it's totally not true. So here are a few other reasons. And some of these kind of go with what I was just saying, but number one for social Social media is a qualifier now, and this is not just for B2B advice. This is really for anybody, but uh, the, for my B2B people who think you don't need social, it's totally a qualifier these days. Consumers, we are so used to being scammed or potentially scammed that we freaking do our homework. I'm, I'm talking from my consumer voice right now, but obviously I'm like a marketer as well. We do our homework And when we see something, we hear about something, and we're interested in something, we first go check it out and make sure it's legit. So what do we do? We go look at your social media. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this and you don't know, I'm a millennial. So naturally, I go to your social media and look at it. Um, But Gen Xers are doing it too, okay? Gen X is the generation older than me. Um, Gen Xers are doing that too. The only people I think that really aren't doing this are boomers, okay? Okay. Um, but as m- millennials get older and now Gen Z are starting to get into the realm of they're going to be buyers soon, um, or have more cheddar to spin. <clears throat> if you don't have social media, you don't exist. Or people are like, is this a scam? Or did they close down? Like, what do you mean they don't have social media? What? Like it, it seriously, people ask like, are, is this real? So it's honestly one of those things that it's a, it's a qualifier, you know, back in the day, um, if you had a business and you weren't in the yellow pages, like you legitimately did not exist. You did not exist. So same thing. It's the modern day yellow pages is like, you got to go look, you got to have a social media presence in some way. And that doesn't mean, I mean, again, like Depending on what industry you're in You don't have to post seven days a week You don't have to post, you know, five days a week Even if you post three times a week Two or three times a week Just something And you have someone actively monitoring it That is acceptable, okay? Um, So number two And I say this over and over again But social media is not about sales, right? It's about developing a relationship And every business needs relationships So even as a B2B person like think about who you're trying to reach and where are they? I even asked, um, that client that's, uh, getting ready to start with us. I asked her, I was like, these buyers for these companies, like, who are they? Like, are they usually men? Are they usually women? Are they? And she like knew it to a T she's like, they're women between the ages of 35 and 38. She's like, they're young, but they're not super young, but like, And and I'm like, boom, okay, they're millennials. So that tells me like they're definitely on social media. Um, And also, you know, I don't like to give a lot of blanketed advice on the podcast, um, but here's some blanket advice for you. A B2B company, I can safely say there is value in you being on LinkedIn, All the other platforms, I honestly can't make a blanket recommendation because it just depends. So like this crafting one, this B2B crafting business that we're taking on, they're not crafters, but anyway, um, that, that company, we're going to put them on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, but that's, you know, because they're definitely in the, um, it, it helps to see their products in action, you know? Um, but so I can't make like blanketed advice on what plat- other platforms you should be on, but I can make this blanketed advice, <laughs> this statement. You should be on LinkedIn. But you have to have a completely separate strategy for LinkedIn. And we do this for all the businesses that we manage for uh manage their social for. We do not post the same thing to Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You know, in Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, we usually have a common theme and Twitter if we have clients on Twitter and we have a, a common theme where that day if we're talking about paint pens then every you know all the platforms across the board are talking about paint pens and we just craft the post a little differently so it fits each platform you know like okay on Instagram we don't try to stick a, bu- a link in there because obviously that doesn't work you know we say link in bio rather than a call to action with a link so we tweak it a little bit so going back to this uh, you've got to have a separate strategy. We always post something completely different on LinkedIn than we're posting on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. Think of LinkedIn. If you're like, what the heck do I post on my LinkedIn for a business? Um, think of it almost as like an arm of your HR department. Okay. No, you're not going to be posting like company policies. It's not like a, a, platform where your employees need to be like getting their announcements from there not like that it needs to be like you know you're hiring or someone got a promotion or you've got um, employees that have exciting anniversaries somebody's been with a company 10 years celebrate that kind of thing or maybe your um Business receives some press. That's a great way to brag about like, we were honored to be featured by blah, blah, blah. Sharing things in your company culture, you know, like maybe you do something in the community or you you have a partnership with a charity and you did something really exciting there. Like those types of things are what you need to be posting on LinkedIn. Not, you know, crafting videos, showing people using the products, you know. It needs to be more... HR-related, I guess I could say. And honestly, this does matter in B2B. Um, and, and here's here's why it kind of goes into the PR realm so we can pivot that way. Um, you know, it all of this matters in B2B. Uh, number one, PR and social media bring more visibility to you. You know, there may be businesses out there that don't even know about you and would want to work with you. Like, when is visibility ever a bad thing? Do y'all ever hear the saying, like, all PR is good PR or whatever, or is there's no such thing as bad PR? Maybe I'll do an episode on that because there's definitely such thing as bad PR. But um, I, I get what they're saying with that whole saying. But when is visibility ever a bad thing, y'all? If you don't put yourself out there, your company will not make it. I always say you can have the best restaurant in the world, but if no one knows where you are or your name or how to how to get to you, that you're you will go under. It doesn't matter. Um, so visibility is a huge thing with PR and social also showing your company's values. We kind of talked about that with LinkedIn, but like people want to do business with like-minded people. And there's also this like huge concentration in our world today about, um, corporate social responsibility. And again, as, as millennials and Gen Z get older and older, they're going to keep pushing this, especially Gen Z, even more than millennials, like. That they hold companies very responsible of like, hey, what are you doing to better your community? You're not, you don't get to just be a company and sit back and make money. Like you need to give back to society. You need to give back to your community. You need to be doing something to make the world a better place. I think that's pretty cool of Gen Z that they care so much about that. Um, and and a lot of millennials do too. Um, but, you know, People want to do business with like-minded people. You know, like look at Tom's, okay? Tom's, those are sh- those are nice shoes, I guess. Like, cool, whatever. There's really nothing that crazy special about those shoes. Maybe they're comfortable, but there's a million pairs of comfortable shoes out there, a million. So why did Tom's get so big? Because he did this whole campaign with, when you buy a pair of shoes from me, I'm going to ship one to a kid in Africa with no shoes. And that company completely blew up just because people were like, wow, look at what they're doing. I'm going to buy some of those ugly shoes. Sorry, I don't think Tom, uh, Tom's are not my fave. But, but kudos to them for really honestly, sincerely doing something good for the world um, and helping you know, elevate his business on top. I think that's a win-win. So, I mean, look at that. That That's one success story that his entire company, I guarantee would not even be close to where he is right now without showing his values and showing what mattered to him. So, um, and that kind of leads into reputation too. So, you know, if you are winning awards or you're doing good things in the com- in the community, like that is shaping public opinion about you. It'd be interesting to poll, and and this goes back to like, are you a local business or can you sell nationally? But it'd be so interesting to poll people about what they think you are and what they think you do. And you think you probably know. I've had so many clients that say, Whitney, I've been doing this since before you were alive and I know my audience, I know my town, I know my blah, blah, blah. But when we pulled the data and information and we surveyed their people, they told them something that completely rocked their face off. So you don't know until you ask, you know, but it'd be interesting to see what public opinion is about you and your company and what you stand for or what you do. You'd probably be surprised at how many people don't even freaking understand what you do. And that's totally me. I have to explain to people on a daily basis what PR is because they just think it's sales. Like, oh, you're a sales girl. I'm like, no, not at all. Uh, No, (laughs) not even close. Like you know, the things that we do may help drive sales, you know, but it's a long game. PR is all about visibility, reputation, um, partnerships, collaborations, public opinion, reputation, all these things. So I think I said reputation like four times. It's fine. Um, But other businesses want to partner with people that are doing good things, that are out there, that are visible, that are staying current. So, you know, PR is all about reputation. And then also number four underneath this section with PR is like, it may bring other opportunities your way. And and I can't even tell you like some of the craziest things that have happened of just like meeting people, connecting, putting yourself out there. It is crazy what happens when you put yourself out there. I can speak to that personally. Like I didn't even really want to start a business. It just, I'll, I'll have to tell you all that whole story. I think there is an episode on it, but I never really had this dream of like, I'm going to own my own business one day. I really thought I was going to climb the corporate ladder and I was cool with that, you know, And I, or I, I really wanted to be the um, head of PR for the New Orleans saints. I thought that'd be so cool. I love sports. I love New Orleans, like all the things I thought I would climb the corporate ladder. But when this opportunity came, it came to me and i just kind of would like put myself out there of like, yeah, here's what I do. Here's what I do. I would like barely put myself out there. And all of a sudden I had eight clients and I was drowning and had to hire an assistant. Like it is amazing what will happen when you put yourself out there. It might bring in a partner to your business, or maybe you're looking for funding. Somebody out there will see what you're doing and be like, hey, do you need funding? You know, or it could bring in a collaboration. It could bring in somebody who brings you an opportunity that will put a whole new revenue stream in your business or the heck they could come. And this has totally happened. I've watched this before my eyes. We helped put somebody out there and another company came in and acquired them. And and it was a blessing. They were so excited. Like that was their goal was to flip this property, you know, grow it, beautify it. And then, uh, you know, have someone come in and buy the resort and it freaking happened you know, or you might find someone to acquire. If you are wanting to expand your company, like there's so many opportunities when you put yourself out there, people start connecting with you. People start reaching out to you. And this, it, this applies for a business to business or a B2C company. Like either way there, there's never anything wrong with visibility uh, and staying out in the audience so um, I love working with b2B businesses we have some clients that are b2c and we have some clients that are b2B doesn't matter to me you just switch your your strategy a little bit because at the end of the day whatever type of business we're we're working with the number one thing I do is figure out who is, who are they trying to reach who's their target I figure out that person that some people use the word avatar like, you know, like what my client said is every single one of these buyers for Joanne, Hobby Lobby, Michaels, all of them, they are all women between the ages of 35, 38. Usually they have one or two kids da, 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 da. like, she knew everything about them. That's exactly what I do with every client is we figure out who is their avatar, the person there, they are going after their ideal customer, and then we craft messaging And we put it in exactly in front of those people where they are. That's the end game of marketing and PR is like, how do we get in front of the right person with the right message, period? How do we get to them? It's so fun. It's kind of addicting to me. It's like almost like a game of like, I'm going after these people. How do I get to them kind of thing? So... Um, Yeah, we love working with B2B or B2C businesses. So uh, I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you're a B2B business, I would love to hear if you have a unique strategy or something um, that has really helped you beyond cold sales. I would love to hear what strategies, whether it's email, social, you know, PR, that have really, really worked well for you. So stay tuned. You'll probably hear more about our B2B crafting client. Uh, It's really cool. It's an international business. Um, selling and their products are featured all over the nation so anyway thank you for listening and y'all if you ever have a topic hit me up um the whitney lee on instagram you can find whitney lee on linkedin or you're always welcome to reach out to the agency it's true story pr on any of the social platforms see you soon Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please take a moment to screenshot this episode and share it to social media using hashtag TrueStoryPR or better yet, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in. See you next time for another True Story.